Civilized man has been around for approximately 6,000 years. The beginning of the conventional era can be traced back to Nimrod and Babylon, which takes us back 5,000 years. Most of the fundamentals of civilization began in this era, though the modern era might better be linked with the rise of Rome and Greece. But if we are talking about modern civilization, it makes more sense to bring up the date to the Elizabethan age in Britain. Regardless of where one starts the clock, the intervening years are marred by wars and pestilence. The adoption of more modern views has been a tweaking of what previous generations left us. In short, civilization has been a more or less continuous process of accumulating knowledge, with very little that is without its precedence in the past. Modern thinkers still feel a need to quote Plato and Aristotle, and no one needs reminding of the continuing impact the Bible has on modern thought. If we write history, we must mention Mesopotamia and the Fertile Crescent. This being said, it is obvious that the same problems have persisted from then to now. There is no period of history without its wars and crime. Oppression, tyranny, taxation, graft, corruption, poverty, and so on all have continued from the beginning. And while some eras and places were worse than others, there was no golden age to go back to. Yet, the concept and lure of a golden age is deeply ingrained in us. Sometimes it comes out as visions of utopia and stories of lost civilizations, at other times it consists more of a glossing over of a past era's horrors. There have been few places and times when the threat of marauders did not exist. Peace was always a fragile pleasure, treasured but never taken for granted. But in saying this, the days when man was at the mercy of the elements, is long behind us. The power of nature can never be dismissed, but civilization has taken man out of the cold of winter and the heat of summer and the constant threat of starvation. Modern nations ensure all people are fed, housed, and clothed and even given medical care. Though not eradicated the threat of war and devastation from natural events has been greatly reduced. But when we talk of the greatest source of our problems, we often forget this threat comes from the system we live in. The system we live in has changed a lot in 5,000 years, but not enough to be unrecognizable if ancient man was brought to live in the present. But what is this system because it is a system with a core structure, in the way an internal combustion engine may take many forms, but fuel is still compressed and ignited to move a piston attached to a drive shaft. The Babylonian system understands justice to be grounded in power. This is predicated on the Babylonian dictum that might makes right and the end justifies the means. The powerful have the right to exercise power and indeed the obligation to control the masses. This is seen in the divine right of kings, but in some ways it is also visible in democratic governance. Democracies ask the people their permission to oppress them, but once the election is over, regardless of if you voted or not or whom you voted for, you are eligible to be controlled. To question this dictum or the right of the powerful to exercise power without being fettered or bounded by hindrances is to invite massive retaliation and demonization. 
The left both wants power and the freedom to exercise this power. But power has only one source of legitimacy and that is power itself. If might makes right weakness or failure indicates illegitimacy. From this we can extrapolate the concept of total war. If might is all that matters then such ideas as war crimes are little more than a ploy to put your adversary at a disadvantage. On the other hand, there is no logical reason to tie truth to physical power or to link physical prowess with merit. Nor is there a reason to believe right and wrong can be decided by a contest of strength. Indeed, if we look at this issue it is obvious that the only place competitions might produce legitimate winners is in carefully controlled competitions and thus between closely matched competitors. When dealing with a man and wife or a homeowner and gangs or with similarly unequal contests, the idea that might may make right is not only unacceptable but absurd. Indeed, the Babylonian dictum is nothing more than a rationalization to justify tyranny and unlikely to be supported by anyone not a direct beneficiary of it. If might does not make right and people's actions cannot be justified by the outcome, then people have a right to justice. The only thing that invalidates the right to exercise power is the right to justice. If there is no right to justice, then power can be unleashed. If no one can just kill or rob or exploit you then there must be a higher right than the power that comes from the barrel of a gun. Anything that counters the Babylonian dictum must be justice. The very fact that the right to use power is opposed means that justice has taken precedence over power. To understand this dichotomy better we need to realize that when power is being exercised freely, property rights are overridden. Power is about the control of resources. The powerful cannot kill, rob, rape, or oppress without infringing on property rights. The whole purpose of power is to concentrate property in the hands of the powerful. It is through their control of property that the powerful control others. Indeed, power is wanted because it is the means to the accumulation of property. Everyone thinks capitalism and communism are opposites. They are methods of controlling the property of a territory. If you were in a communist dictatorship run by a Politburo, and you wish to have capitalism instead, the Politburo is turned into stockholders and the public companies become privately owned with the Politburo owning the stock. You would not need to change anything else if you wanted to transform communism into capitalism or vice versa. It is clear that if power is the ability of an individual or group to take from another group or individual what belongs to them, there has to be something called ownership. If ownership exists its invalidation by means of force must be an injustice. There has to be something higher and more legitimate than mere physical power and that is what we call justice. Which means justice is of greater legitimacy than pure physical might. If ownership exists, then justice involves protecting owners from the expropriation of their property by the powerful. Physical power or tyranny has to take property from a victim for it to even be tyranny. Tyranny does not exist unless people have a right to their property. 
There are only two choices if we believe in good and evil. We can give or take. If we give without taking that is charity and if we take without giving that is tyranny. There are no other possibilities except justice and justice is not a choice. Justice is an outcome. So logically this leaves us with one irrefutable fact. Mankind has a right to justice. Without justice we live according to the Babylonian dictum. But there is no way to legitimize the exercise of power other than by tyranny. And since we have clarified this tyrannical use of power strips victims of property that belongs to them, it is obvious that justice prevents or protects owners from tyranny. This ought to be the end of it, but in fact it is only the beginning, because the state exists only as an expression of the Babylonian dictum. Its very existence is predicted on its right to strip people of their property. Without the right of kings exercised in one form or other, the state could not exist. It must have the right to be tyrannical, to exist. Even when property is privately owned it is owned conditionally under license. In practice this means the state can tax, regulate, and if required, expropriate what you might think you own. And there is little you can do about it because it is the state that writes the regulations, which regulates its right to exercise its powers. Pragmatically and logically the world needs justice to counter authoritarianism and fascism. Democracy is not able to provide protection for property, because democracy is just a way to let authoritarianism in through the back door. Direct democracy is the rule of the mob and representative democracy is the rule of the demagogue and a republic is a nation with constitutional restraints on the mob and demagogue. However, this often prioritizes the constitutional restraints over the needs of the present, whether this is for the good or bad. What cannot be refuted is the need for justice. And because the need for justice is absolute the need for justice is a right to justice. There is no constraining, limiting, or qualifying factor. Mankind has a right to justice because the alternative is tyranny and a loss of property and rights. This right to justice is irrefutable and overcome only by violence. The Babylonian dictum, might makes right and the end justifies the means. The powerful consider they have the right to exercise power and indeed the obligation to exercise it over all those weaker than themselves. Even in a democracy, once the election is over, you are owned, whether you voted or not and regardless of whom you voted for.